0: Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at MM Church. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Praise the Lord. Happy Mother's Day following uh, Bishop Isaac and Sue Muchi and the First Lady. Um, well, Jane, why don't you come back up? We'll close out the service. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see everyone here today. Um, why, don't we, uh, why don't we open up with a word of prayer real quick and invite Jesus in. Hallelujah, Jesus. We ask that you, um, that you anoint me, Jesus, and that, and that you speak through me as a willing vessel That you'll touch the hearts and the minds of the people that are here today, that they're sensitive to your word, that you'll open their ears to the things that you want them to hear, and that you bless every single person that is sitting here today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, yeah, so I'm a little bit out of my comfort zone. Uh, This is much different than um, getting up here and doing announcements. So uh, bear with me, all right? All right. Um, so I'm going to start with a, a very common scripture that most people would associate with, with Mother's Day, and that's Proverbs 31, 25 through 30, and that strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household, does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen? So So, uh, has anyone here... Ever had someone come up to you and ask for your advice or your opinion on something, need help with what to wear, um, and you give it to them and you're like, man, I gave them really good advice. And uh, they go and and they do the total opposite of what you told them. So um, my sister-in-law probably feels like that all the time because I'll say, I need your help with decorating. And then she comes back and I have something totally different than what she actually um, advised. And uh, it's just, it's it's crazy. So um, when Bishop asked me to, to, to uh, teach today, um, he came in Wednesday, uh, this past Wednesday, into my home office, knocked at the door, and said, "Hey, show. Um, you know, your mom and I were talking, and and uh, how do you feel about about preaching on Sunday?" And I said, <laughs> "You're crazy. Oh, you're being you're being serious. Uh, so, sure." And um, so there's two women that I ask opinions, I ask their advice, and, and one of those women is uh, my mother, the other one is my aunt, and both of them said the same thing. They said, you know, show you should really speak on your experience as a new mother. And I said, yeah, okay, all right. So I'm happy to say that I did not follow their advice, and um, I'm going to preach on the Proverbs 31 woman in my life, who has lived their life fearing the Lord, and I want to title that a mother's prayer. So, if any of you know Sister Frank, (laughs) she is like super idealistic, right? She just kind of said it up here just a minute ago that, you know, her heart's desire was Jameson, and he's, he's, uh, he's her favorite, and, um, and, uh, you did, kind of in your eyes. And, uh, and And so, like, Liz and I were kind of like an afterthought, right? and I, And the only reason she did that is because she's kind of covering her tracks because she was here this morning and heard what i what I talked about. And so she kind of had to put it out there, you know, before I got up here that, you know, show you're my heart's desire too. and uh, and and we all know that that, um so my mom is very idealistic, right? Anyone who knows her has spent five minutes with her knows that, you know, we go on family vacation. And uh, she's already imagined what this whole week vacation is going to be like, not taking into account that there's 16 different people, 16 different personalities, 16 different wills. And, um, and so we go on vacation, and she ends up being disappointed the whole vacation. And my poor brother got the same quality as her. Uh, God bless them. What a miserable life. But, um, you know... Uh, so, so my mother, she, she, when she found out she was pregnant for me, yes, I was her heart's desire. She wanted a blue eyed, blonde haired baby girl. And it went so much farther than that because in her mind, a little girl was, you know, a, 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 a girly girl and somebody who wanted to have tea parties every day. And I promise you, she probably imagined in her mind, sitting down and having tea parties with me growing up. And, um, and frilly dresses, and she loved to sew, and, you know, she used to make my dresses growing up, and I'm not talking, you know, simple, just dresses like this where there's just a hem, and I'm talking five layers of of aprons, and, and ruffles, and the hoopla skirt underneath it to push it way out, you know, and um, I went to bed every night with those little pink foam curlers, because in her mind, you know i blonde hair it must be curly and um and you know i was born with uh, if you look at my son he has very you know kind of, sometimes it looks like he doesn't have hair and that's how i was and so my mother just prayed and prayed jesus give her thick long hair and um he did i don't i don't know why but um so in her mind this was what her idea was and so she she tried to create that in me because i was small enough to not really put up a fight, and so I came into church with my hair curled up, and my hoopla dresses on, and big cuts on my knees, and black eyes, and missing teeth, and because I, um, I didn't like that stuff. I actually hated it. So, um, so I came along, and and my poor mother, I broke every single one of her, of her molds, and I am living proof, if you don't believe it, Jesus has a sense of humor. Um, because this is who she ended up with, and, you know, I got to give it to her. She showed up to every sports game, even though she probably dreaded every minute of it to see her little girl out there playing sports and not ballerina. Um, But, you know, so what happened was my mother kind of wears her emotions on her sleeve. You don't ever question what, what Sister Frank is thinking or what she's feeling. And um, so growing up, I always knew I didn't kind of, I didn't fit into that mold that my mother thought a little girl uh, should be. And, and so I, I grew up a pretty angry kid. Um, I was extremely angry. I, I, I didn't like my mother. We didn't get along very well. We had, we had pretty, we had a pretty tumultuous relationship growing up. Um, and, you know, it got to the point where, you know, my dad would make decisions and I would blame it on my mom and, and, uh you know, put all the blame on her, and, oh, I can't believe my mom did that, and, um, you know, people look at a, a pastor's home, and they and they think that, like, everything's just great, and Bishop gets up here and preaches every week, and, you know, you're just living this grand life, and, um, you know, when I was younger, I, I used to do pros and cons on a piece of paper of being a pastor's kid, and my cons were, like, a page and a half long, and my, I didn't have any pros. There was no pros to being a pastor's kid, all right? None. Um so you know we just we just didn't get get along I had an anger issue um I just I hated life and uh in fact in 2012 my mother's uh Christmas present was my anger management certificate. <laughs> yes, I went to anger management and uh, that was her gift because I was a I was an angry angry kid. Um but one thing about my mother um with with all of this is is that she was a praying mother there is i'm telling you what if you want to hear sweet wonderful prayers listen to my mom um she has prayed every day for us kids every day for for the grandkids um whenever we needed prayer growing up we always went to our mom i mean even to this day here we have the bishop of the church i don't call him when i need prayer cuz i need my prayers answered and and um i don't know what it is but but mom just seems to like you know she prays it and it happens it's like a it's like a genie in a bottle or something you know and uh so so mom was always the one that we went to for prayer but one of the things that my mother was so amazing at is that she um she prays scripture so if any of you have over the years have gotten prayed for um, by her in the altar or called her up because you've been struggling, um, this woman can pull out a scripture and pray it to you in a matter of minutes. And so I, I wrote down a couple of the ones that have really stuck out, the ones that she uses the most that are so powerful. Um, the first one is Isaiah 410, 41.10, and it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, That is one that she has always spoken to us kids. Another one is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Another one is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And the, and the, the biggest two that she uses probably on a daily basis is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And the last one is Romans 8.38, and we know all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Amen? So my, listen, my mother is not a perfect mom. It's, it's very easy. One thing I've learned being a, being a new mother is um, you don't realize the pressures that society puts on mothers. Society puts pressures on everybody. You're too fat, you're too thin, you're too light, you're too dark, your hair's too curly, your hair's too straight. There are societal pressures that are constant, but there is no pressure um, like being a mother. If you want to take time for yourself, they tell you to take time for yourself, but then when you take time for yourself, you're selfish, right? If you don't take time for yourself and you become selfless and you take care of your kids, well, then you're letting yourself go, and, and you know you're not good enough. If you work full time, you're being a, neg- a negligent mother. You're not taking care of your kids. But if you wor- if you stay at home with your kids, you're now lazy and you don't do anything at home, right? That that's just it, it, it's it's crazy. Oh, you breastfeed, you shouldn't breastfeed. Oh, you don't breastfeed, you should breastfeed. It's just the the constant societal pressure that gets put on mothers is um. It is crazy, right? I look at it as, why are we looking to society to tell me how to raise my kid when I can just look to the one who knit my kid together in my womb? Amen? He meticulously knit my baby together in my womb, and I'm worried about what Hollywood thinks, whether I should work full-time or not. Amen? All right. (laughs) So... (laughs) So it is very easy, when you are a mother, to look at another mother, to look at another parent, and compare your situation with that person, with that other person. Um, You know, when you look at my mother right now, you see a woman who has three kids that are all in church. They're all active in church. Um, She's got grandkids that are in church, active in church. And it's very easy to look at that and think, well, look at her. She's, she's got it all together. You know, her, she hasn't struggled a day in her life. And uh, all her kids are living for God. All her kids are here. And um, I just want to give you a little insight into what she has gone through over the years. Yes, she has three kids. Yes, we're all in church. Um, but, you know, growing up, she had one kid who um, thought they were too big for their britches. And they had a mouth on them that would make a trucker blush. And um, they, they gave her so much trouble when, when my dad was in another country that she actually had to reach out to another minister in the district to help her because she was helpless. She didn't know what to do. Um, another one of her kids smoked three packs of cigarettes a day, was at the bars every single night to the point where they got to know the bar owner so that they can continue drinking after closing hours. Um, another one of her kids took off, had nothing to do with her, and uh, lived their life, was doing the same kind of thing, drugs. um, And uh, this woman never stopped praying. Never stopped praying. And listen, you don't always understand your circumstances that you're in. I don't know what everyone in here is going through. Everyone has gone through something. Everyone is going to go through something. There is nothing more heartbreaking, I'm realizing, than being a mother. I raised that, I, I grew that baby for nine months inside of me. When I tell him to come give me a hug, he best come get me a hug. Because I grew him. He's my baby. And at one years old, it breaks my heart when he looks at me, smiles, shakes his head no, and crawls the other direction that's devastating. Let's put that on a bigger scale when your kid cuts you off, when your kid isn't living for God. God knows your circumstance. God is in your circumstance. And so what you need to do is pray. And listen, it's very easy to have been praying, whether it's for one day, one year, 10 years, 15 years, and God not doing what you think he should do it's very easy to take a step back and say, you know what? God, this is all your fault. I don't want to pray to you anymore. Right? How many times has it happened that you get upset with God? Or you're angry with God because of a circumstance you're in. Because you don't understand the circumstance that you're in. And it's not working out the way you think that circumstance should work out. Guess what? The will of God is not for you to understand the circumstance that you're in. The will of God is for you to continue praying for that circumstance that you're in. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. The will of God is not for you to understand your circumstance. It's not. You may never understand your circumstance here on this earth. You may never. But what he did say is to continue praying. He didn't say to pray until the the prayer request doesn't get filled in your timely fashion. He says to pray without ceasing. He doesn't say to give thanks when everything is going good, but the minute it starts going bad, eh, God, I can't believe you're doing this to me. He says give thanks in everything, the good and the bad. So what you need to do when you're in a circumstance you don't understand and you're getting upset with God, what you need to do is you need to pray and you need to change your attitude. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah! I'm going to wrap this up. Susan Frank is a praying mother. And because she is a praying mother, I am now a praying mother. My son is one year old. There is going to come a day when he is a preteen, or a teen, or an adult, where he's going to dislike me. He's not going to like me. I might do something that he doesn't agree with. He may hate me at some points. But one thing that my mother always taught me was just keep praying. You prayed about it yesterday and it didn't get answered? Keep praying today. It didn't get answered today? Pray tomorrow. It doesn't get answered tomorrow? Just keep praying. If your kids hate you, keep praying. If your kids don't live for God, keep praying. Why? Because I am standing here today. My brother is playing the piano here today. My sister is in the back of the church today. Why? Because we have a praying mother. Amen? I'm going to read a poem real quick called A Mother's Prayer. And it says, Lord, give me strength just for today to lead my children in your way, give me wisdom, Lord, and grace to show to them your precious face and help me, Lord, to teach them too the things of Christ so rich and true. Just let them see in me, dear Lord, your holiness and life and word. Keep me from sinning with my tongue, from harsh, quick words that might have stung, their tender hearts that trust me so and watch to see which way I go. Dear Father, keep my thoughts so pure that they will always know for sure my Lord has led me all the way. Lord, grant my prayer just for today. Can we give Jesus Christ a hand clap? Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.